Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. This Monday, Bishop Dag will continue to teach us that the Christian life can be an exciting adventure and how you can experience the fullest extent of all that God has in store for you. In today's teaching, you will discover how allowing the power of God into your life brings about great change and unlocks a supernatural element. You will discover how being led specifically by the Spirit of God is an entry point that will enable you to reach exciting, adventurous and wondrous dimensions in God. After listening, I believe that you will experience even greater wonders and launch into a more exciting and richer Christian life. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 9. It's time to give an offering. And as we give our offering, we are going to engage God supernaturally. But during the offering time, we usually have some guidance from the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity which he has given thee under the sun. All the days of thy vanity for that is thy portion in this life and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. Okay? Right. Now, this is an advice to live joyfully, happily with the wife whom thou lovest. So that's why you must love. But from what he's saying, it seems there's a wife you don't love. The wife whom thou lovest. What do you think? What is the scripture saying? With the wife whom thou lovest. Okay, and then he says, that is thy portion. So what it means is that it's one of the rewards of this life is to just be happy with your wife whom you love or with your husband whom you love. There are so many things I would like to say, but I'm not going to say them. Yeah. So just for those of us who are younger, just make sure that these things are possible. Number one, that it is somebody that you love. Do you see? It's somebody that you love and somebody that you like. You know, on Facebook and all the others, likes and loves. See, like has become an important word. Your likes, thumbs up, loves. But it's, it seems to be even more important than love. The reason is because the, the love word is confused now. We now no more know what we mean. 
somebody was writing a letter to his wife. He said, I, I, I'm sorry that I'm divorcing you. I love you. God bless you, but I see you in court. <laughs> it's all part of I love you. So we don't even know what it means anymore. All right? So, and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. So God is telling us to be happy. So those of us who are not yet committed, all right, make sure that you really like the person. And one of the, one of the ways you can make sure that you like somebody is to marry the person when you are young enough to have delusions. <laughs> because as you get older, you will find it difficult to believe things. And you may not easily wholeheartedly love somebody. Are you there? <laughs> that is why the Bible also tells us we should enjoy life with the wife of your youth. Because the older you become, the less of the so-called love that you have, you, you have, you have less of that. You have, you are more flat. You are more flat and unimpressed. You get it? You don't get anything that I'm saying. You don't understand? I think I'm in the wrong place. I think I have to. I don't want to, I think maybe somebody else will understand me better. Okay. Verse 10. Whatever your hand is all financial advice. Because what is the point of having all the money and you are sitting alone? How many would like to go on a world cruise? On a ship around the world? The hands you raise, God is seeing it. To Australia, to Dubai, to uh, Tokyo, to Singapore, to Hong Kong, to Johannesburg, to Cape Town, to the Arctic Circle, Antarctica, to South America. Beautiful, isn't it? In a nice ship. How many would like to do that? With all the food you want to eat. Huh? And everything that you can imagine, isn't it? But one condition, you'll be alone. Will you still go? You change your mind. So you see, when you have everything and you are alone, it's almost like it's almost not worth having it. That's why the Bible is telling us, in as much as we want to get money, live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest. All the days of thy vanity. It's useless. It's, it's nothing, but it's still what we have. Amen. Verse 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. Those online, are you there? I want to see the people online. Yes. I hope you are listening to this message. Very important. You are at home, but you are here. So, the Bible is telling all of us to do whatever we are doing with all our might. Amen. Amen. Including those of you at home. You see, you may be relaxed in the house. I wonder you are attending church, but are you attending with all your might? That's why I'm talking to those of you who are watching me online. Especially because now I have you on stage. I just have to turn here and I'm talking to you. All right. 
Now, um, how many want to do things with all your might? Yes. A brother just told me, he said when his father was dying, his father said to him, if I have a chance to come back, I'll work harder and do more for the Lord. That's what he said to him, his last words before he died on the, on the deathbed. If I have a chance to come back, I'll do more, work harder. That's what everybody who is dying feels. If I could just have another chance. So everyone who is here, we are doing something for the Lord. Let's do it with all our might and all our strength. Amen. And then the next verse says, And I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Wow. Race is not to the swift. In other words, the fastest don't necessarily win. And the battle is not to the strong. So the strongest don't win the battle sometimes. And this is, uh, what do you call it? Um, a message that the wise man is giving from his experience. And then bread is not to the wise necessarily. Nor yet riches to men of understanding. Do you see? In other words, men who are well educated and have a lot of understanding. Because that's what education does. It makes you more of a man of understanding. When you haven't been to school much, you don't understand a lot of things. If I, if I have somebody who is maybe not a graduate from the university and I tell him, please come and sweep the church, he may be annoyed. But if I have someone who is a, a, a medical doctor or even a medical student, and I say, look, from today, sweep the church at 2 o'clock every Saturday, he will not feel that I'm looking down on him because his understanding is broader than that. But a person who is not educated, he doesn't have an, a good understanding about so many things. You can talk and explain. Uh, you, you, you are talking to the wrong person. So he said, riches are not to men of understanding, or nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. In other words, there are other factors that causes, cause these things to happen. To win a race, to win a battle, to get riches. There are other factors and other realities. Are you, are you there? Are you still here? Yes. I don't think you are here. Yes. You sure you are here? Yes. Those of you online. Are you here? Are you there? There are other factors. Amen. I want you to be aware that there are other factors. Now, what are some of the other factors? Luke 638. Luke 638. Jesus said, Give and it shall be given to you. Amen. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. Wow. For with the same measure that you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Amen. Amen. So there, is a, there are other factors 
that cause uh, riches, races, battles to turn out differently. And that's the point I'm trying to make that money and wealth and success does, there are some other factors. There are some other factors. And Solomon, Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. So Solomon saw that there were things and he could see that time and chance were happening to both of them. It's like things were not necessarily working out. You know, notice that scripture. Jesus said that a greater than Solomon is here. Someone greater than Solomon is here. So Solomon was giving the word and he was saying that the race is not to the swift. Battle is not to the strong. And riches are not to men of understanding. Favor not necessarily to men of skill. It's not only people who are good at things. Men of skill. Favor it means to be chosen. Put the scripture on and keep it on please. Look at it. Yet favor to men of skill. What does it mean? A man of skill is someone who can sing, dance, write, do various things. That's skill. You're skill, you're good at doing something, racing, running. And favor means to be chosen. So it's not always that the one who is very good at what he's doing is chosen. Sometimes you can see some footballers are not so good, but they are chosen. And they keep on being chosen. All right? So there are other factors. There are other factors. That's all I'm trying to share with you. And what are some of the factors? There are many other factors, but Jesus is telling us here that give and it shall be given to you. Amen. But in verse 36, verse 36, he gives us other factors. He says, be ye therefore merciful as your father is merciful. There are factors like mercy. How many know that sometimes you need mercy? You know, like you are going to make it through mercy. Somebody is going to overlook something and say, look, just play on. You know, you don't deserve something, but it's like mercy will be shown to you. You don't deserve it. You don't. And if you are part of humanity, I tell you, I, I, don't, I don't want to warn you, but I want to tell you that you will by all means need mercy one day. Yeah, if you are part of this life, you by all means need somebody to say, I can't see. I can't see what you did. How many want somebody to say, I can't see? Yes. So, expect mercy. So, be merciful so that you also receive. God, Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, they shall receive mercy. Then in verse 37, he says, judge not that you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Some of us, we don't prosper because we judge people. And we don't prosper because we've condemned people. And we don't prosper because we've not forgiven. And we are also not forgiven. You don't forgive anyone, you also not be forgiven. You get it? 
now you would think that everybody will, will, will and these things sound reasonable, but people are not reasonable. The other day, one of my pastors was having a discussion with somebody on the site, and he just slapped, he just slapped the person. I mean, he just slapped him. Pa. You know, and the brother who was slapped still told me that I've, I've never been slapped before, by, even by my convener, by this, by this, by this, by that. I've not been slapped before. But you would think that a reverend minister cannot slap somebody. But all these verses that I'm sharing, they are real things. So when I say judge not that you not be judged, you would think that everybody will know that not always you have to judge. And you don't always have to condemn. Or you, you don't always, you, you, you have to also forgive. And you think that Christian will just forgive. It's not, it's not so. So what I'm saying is not, I'm not saying things that are not necessary or things that are frivolous or superfluous. They are real things that, listen carefully. Do not judge so that you not be judged. When you open your mouth and you judge me, when you open your mouth, you are, judging, you are passing judgment on me. The other day I received a message, a long, I was wondering, write it, the, the length of the thing made me read it. It was the length, of, I wouldn't expect such a long text, but basically it was just apologize. I said that I am one of the people who criticized you when this was happening. I said this, I said this, I said various things. I didn't say what he said, but he said, he said that I, my life, the way my life, I'm afraid of my life now. Oh yes. And I was just looking and I was just thinking to myself, you are passing judgment on me. That I'm sitting somewhere. All I've done for you is to take you through Bible school, sponsor you through Bible school, fly you in, fly you out, send you on a mission, do this, and you, you are opening your mouth to pass judgment on the person who has done all those things and you have not even paid the person back. So be careful. You're judging people and condemning people. You see, of all of things which you don't know much about, you'll be surprised how it, how it will contribute to your confusion. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Hmm. You'll be surprised that the person who has to forgive you is the source of your prosperity. And if that person doesn't forgive you, you cannot prosper. So do you see that now prosperity depends only on forgiveness. Maybe your father has to forgive your bad behavior. And that is when he forgives you that his inheritance or whatever can come to you. So please, let's learn forgiveness as part of prosperity. No, Derek Prince said that. He has noticed that people who have unforgiveness usually have arthritis. I didn't say it. Please don't go and say that I said arthritis is caused by unforgiveness. But I said Derek Prince said that it's something that he's noticed. That people who don't forgive. Yes, it's many years of his experience. He's noticed that people who don't forgive develop joint pains. And I, I don't see any connection between joint pains in the Bible and uh, forgiveness. But I'm just telling you what somebody, Google Derek Prince and check arthritis, Derek Prince arthritis and see. <laughs> hmm. Are you still around or you are leaving? I don't know whether I'm talking to the right group. 
Sometimes I think I should go to another side. And then verse 38. Then he comes to giving. Like actual taking things and giving. I tell you. We have started the Hope Center. Dr. Anika, I don't know where she is. Is she around? Okay. We are going to inaugurate that hospital now, soon. Please, when are we doing the inauguration? In a month's time. Hey. Okay. Now, over there, we have special facilities to keep clothes. We are all going to give away our clothes. Okay, we'll iron and I don't mean your rags. All of you have rags that you wear at home, isn't it? Why do you wear rags at home for your husband? When you're going out, you're wearing something nice. Every husband, I charge you anything that is negative. Put a red card on it and say, out. And it's not going to the Hope Center. We are going to throw it away. Yes. You're our nice things. Okay. Size 12, size 10, size, small size. A lot of the people that we, where we want to give, they are very slim. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we need size 8 and size 6. And there size 4. Size 4 for a grown-up. Okay. And shoes. Yes. We are going to give because sometimes that's what you have. Okay? And sometimes in church, when you come to church and you see this sister, she's always wearing that green dress every Sunday. Or maybe she wears it about three times out of every five weeks. Green, that particular green dress. You yourself should know that. The sister needs a dress to mix them up a bit. And, and brothers, remember, your wife has to have more clothes, at least 10 times more things than you have. You must never argue about the wardrobe space. Your wife has about 10 times 10. Yours will be small and hers will be plenty. It's a normal woman. That's a normal woman. You are not married to a man. It's not man to man. Yes, times 10. Princess Diana had, is it 10 or 12 townhouses? Her wardrobe was like 10, 10 uh, houses, townhouses was her, for her dresses. Oh, yes. And your wife is not a princess, but at least she's important in your house. She's your princess. When you go home, you are princess of Odoko or wherever you are from. Princess of Odoko. Princess of Medina, yes. At least you are a princess in one room. How many are going to join us to give? We are going to give. People says, give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together. And giving includes giving your tithes. The first 10% is for God. No matter what is happening. When you learn that rule, you will, you will be able to live very well. When you go for an interview and they tell you your salary is 4000 immediately at the interview, when you are sitting there, you should tell yourself, my salary is 3600 That's how to 
That's how to be a clean tither. You never calculate with what they tell you or what you take home. Just as how you never calculate with the tax that will be deducted from it before you go. You never calculate with the tax. Yes. So after tax and after tithe, what is the reality? Then this is actually what you have, not including your, your tithe. I hope, you are, I hope you are understanding what I'm saying. Tell your neighbor, I feel your lack of amen reveals you've been adding tithe to your calculation and struggling with it every month. It's an issue for you. There are no amens coming from anywhere. All right. So, then apart from that, giving good opportunities to, to love and to give. After tithe, you must be a giver. I tell you. Israel, the Jews, donate, they give $4 billion. This was some time ago. To their synagogues in America. A year. $4 billion. Yeah, not to charity, to the synagogue. It's in my book on tithes. So sometimes you don't know why are they the richest community in the whole of America? Is it because they have so much that they give? Or is it that because they give, they have so much? It will always be a question you never have the real answer. But according to the Bible, give, it shall be given to you. So, all of us are learning to give, especially today. Amen. So, all of us must become givers. So when we come to church, let's give with all our heart. Most of the things in the church, no one talks about it. Money, we are doing this. We don't have conventions where we are giving envelopes out. We are raising funds. There's very little of that going on here. It's just tithes and offerings. And the church must grow in such a way that the Christians are tithers. Yes. One time I went to a church, they were having a convention, and the pastor said, no, we don't take offering at the convention. He said, our church tithes, everybody tithes. We don't need anything. Everybody pays tithes. He told me. He said, so after church, he said, we'd rather make food. So after church, they make dinner for everybody who came. Oh, yes. It's not what somebody told I was there. When I went out of the preaching hall, everybody was eating. He said, the church provided food. And I said, we'll not take it. Still no offering. He said, everybody pays tithes. He said, my church, everyone pays tithes. Yeah. And it's amazing. And there is a prosperous church. They could pay for my ticket, pay so many things. As I was there, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So we, we, take, we, we do only tithes. Yeah. I said, we will not take it. He said, no offering. There's nothing like offering. We are making dinner for everybody. As you've come to preach, first night we make dinner. Tomorrow night we make dinner for everybody. Then Sunday you preach and then you go, we'll take tithes. I was there, he took tithes and that was all. Amazing. Ask your neighbor, you, eh? I, I know you don't pay tithes. I don't want to lie. I know you don't pay tithes. As you are enjoying the church, but you don't pay tithes. Take your offering and let's pray. Father, Take everybody, take out your... And, and on, online, those of us watching, uh, I, I'm back to you again. Where are you? Come to me online. Oh! Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you heard what I was saying about the Israelis. I believe you are, you are with us. 
but I want you to be someone who is understanding giving in a special way. So from the comfort of your room, from the comfort of your house, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Amen. And when I spoke about the hospital that we are doing, it's a center for giving. Do you know, some people don't understand why our hospital is so successful. Do you know that our hospital gives, we give to prisoners when? Every, every month we provide food for, you know we do it at Christmas time, I take a special offering, but actually the truth is that we do it every month. We go to the prisons and we give all, feed all the prisoners. 700 prisoners in Accra. We feed all. Number two, we pay all beggars in Accra. Our church, we pay them their salaries. Can you believe that? All beggars, they depend on us for their income. So some of the beggars you see on the road, some of the people that are blind and all that, they are, one, they are all registered with us. It is a work that we do. All these are being done by our beautiful hospital ministry. And now we are adding this other and then the mental health too. We are also starting to look after uh, the mental hospital because they are in a terrible condition. Yes. All this is part of the work, but it's not necessary to boost. So we are not, that's why we don't say. But this is what we are supporting. And it's a blessing. So that's what the hospital is like uh, on its own. It just works. And that's what it's there for. So please, as you support, God is going to bless you. Take out your offering, not too much talking. Father, I thank you for healing us of the spirit of a miser. The spirit of not giving when we ought to give. We thank you for your mighty blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.
My name is Pascal Muyabi and I'm from Benin. I'm here today to talk about a great change in my life. I want to talk about how God introduced me to First Love Church. It has been a, a big change in my life. Before coming to church, I was already born again. Before coming to church, I was still depressed. I was battling with bad thoughts, confusion, insecurity, and everything. Even I uh, felt alone from time to time. So, one of my neighbors came and they invited me to First Love Church. At first, I didn't want to go because, like, Ghanaian church and everything, I was used to it. And then they came two, three times. And then the third time, I think, yes, I said, okay. Let me try. I needed to pray. I needed to go to a church. So yes, I said, okay, why not? So I went and I was surprised because I never seen a church with so much energy, with so much, like I, I like good ambiance. I don't know if you can understand that. I like the way everyone was excited and motivated and I decided to stay. I decided to stay and it was, the, it was a good decision for my life. Uh, I started to, I've been in the film star ministry, yes, film star ministry, and they, they helped me, I've been blessed because of the flow prayers, I've been blessed by the fasting, I've been blessed by the all night, I've been blessed by Bishop Books, and I can say that after that, I have never been alone in my life again, because I've met a lot of people, I've uh, they taught me how to take care of people and especially they taught me how to pray because I've never been used to pray. I've never been used to pray so now I pray more and I felt that I grow spiritually because of that and I thank God for putting in my life people, especially my neighbors who brought me to church. So I, I also want to thank 
Bishop Dag Hayward Mills for for this amazing church, for the books that he has written, that everything, I, I, just everything changed my life. And uh, I can add that to all the people out there, especially the young people. I want to tell you that God is looking at you, God is protecting us. Even though you think that you are alone and that nobody is thinking about you and that everything is going, not going the way you want to, I can tell you that you just have to believe. You just have to believe because He's real. Jesus Christ dies for our sin, and if you don't believe that, you can never go further than the situation you are in. Just believe. God exists, and by the grace he puts in our life, like Bishop Dag, and I think you should just follow his preaching. He really changed my life, and I think that he will change your life too. Thank you. Hallelujah. Are you blessed by that wonderful testimony? You will never be alone in your life again. Amen. Oh, come on, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's time for the word of God. I said it's time for the word of God. The Lord is going to teach us. He's going to share something that we didn't know before. And I know that your life will never be the same again. Amen. Do we want to sing that nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God? And I believe God has something for you. So right before our prophet comes up, let's lift our hands, lift our voices as we sing that nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Come on, let's sing it together. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His word. I can see the voice of God to me. It's the living thing to hide for me. Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For everything, for everything, yes. For this afternoon, Bishop Dag Heward Mills, come on, give God praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. Father, we are grateful for this morning, afternoon. Guide us by your mighty Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
Today, I want to continue sharing with you about what I call exciting adventures, supernatural adventures in God. Amen. Now, the main thing is that life involves lots of dreary, boring things. And life changes when you invoke the supernatural uh, by invoking, by taking the steps or doing the things that bring in a supernatural element to your life. All right. So what I mean is that normally your life is supposed to go this way. When I say boring, like I mean monotonous. Is you do this, then you do this, then you do that. You have an engagement, you get married, you do this, you have a child, etc. There's a straight way that things go normally. But I believe that your life can begin to have some supernatural element to it when you allow the supernatural power of God to start to enter into your life. How many want the supernatural power of God too? begin to touch your life and affect your life. Amen. So, God is a God of wonders. And if we open up ourselves, we are going to experience his wonders in our lives. Psalm 106, verse 7. It says, Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. It says, our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. In other words, God is a God of wonders, but people did not understand or could not really relate with the supernatural wonders of God. If Moses had continued as a normal person, He would have been in the desert feeding goats and sheep. But suddenly, the supernatural element was introduced to God, uh, to Moses. And Moses became suddenly the Moses that we know about. Is that not so? John chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. When you are born of the Spirit, you become different. The Bible says you cannot tell where it's coming from or where it's going. That is supernatural. So everyone who is born again, born of the Spirit, is beginning to have a supernatural life. Something a little unusual. You can't tell where it's coming because normally we can tell where things are going and we can tell where things are coming from. That's a normal life. We can tell. But once you are born of the Spirit, your life begins to go in a slightly supernatural and unusual way. Amen. You see... My life, I went to a normal school in Ghana, Achimota School, 
went to medical school. There's a normal way from there I'll be working at Manprobi Polyclinic or maybe I'll be in America. Most of my mates are in America. Most or many of them are in America. So that's where I'd have been. This is a normal life I would have lived. Normal, this is a normal trend for generally, you know, within the bell curve, most people have a certain pattern. But when you start to allow, do you see, the power of God into your life, your life starts to change and you start to have a, what I call a supernatural, supernatural, above natural life. Amen. 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 How many want to have a supernatural life? I believe. Because um, the Bible says in, uh, we just read it in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 8. All right. Uh, Was it 9-9? Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest. Okay. All the days of the life of thy what? Vanity. So, like, if you want to replace the word vanity with uselessness. So, the life of your uselessness, the u- your useless life. Oh, yes. That's what the Bible is saying. Live joyfully with your wife in the, all the days of your useless life, which he has given thee under the sun. Do you see? All the days of thy vanity, or all your useless life, for this is thy portion. In other words, to be happy with your wife is your reward and is in thy labor in the, which thou takest under the sun. So it's for your hard work, all your reward is to just live happily with your wife. So he's trying to say that life is useless and it's so useless that your little reward is to be happy. So if that small happiness is also taken away, then your reward for this small struggling life is quite a problem you know you are not really getting the reward that you ought to get is that not so okay so when you start to follow the Lord or the Lord gets into your life your life starts to change amen and your, start, your life becomes wonderful amen Exodus 15 and verse 11 Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. God is a God, keep the scripture on please. God is a God who is glorious in praise, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Wonders. Everybody say, doing wonders. Let's all say together, who is like unto thee? O Lord, among the gods. Who is like thee? Glorious in holiness. Fearful in praises. But I like the last part, doing wonders. God is going to do wonders in your life. Amen. God is going to do wonders in your life. Amen. What kind of wonders is God going to do in my life? 
God is going to do marital wonders in your life. Beautiful. Do you believe in marital wonders? Oh, yes. Marital wonders. Relationship wonders. Doing wonders. Lift your hand and receive wonders. Doing wonders. Fearful in praises. Glorious in holiness. Fearful in praises. Doing wonders. Receive a wonderful life. In Jesus name. One of the wonders is marital wonders. Relationship wonders. Exodus, uh, uh, Isaiah 34. Isaiah 34, verse 16. Isaiah 34, verse 16. Amazing. Somebody is not working fast. Isaiah 34, verse 16. Come on. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. You will not fail again in your life. Amen. And then none shall want her mate. No one is going to lack a mate. Hey. How many received this Isaiah wonder prophecy? Yes. I am prophesying to you a mate. It says, none shall want her mate. And you need a mate. You not want, you not lack a mate. So you see, I'm only copying from Isaiah. When I'm telling you that God is going to do marital wonders and relationship wonders. Oh, yes. Fearful in praises, doing wonders. Put your hand on your heart and say, I believe in wonders. God is wonderful. I receive the wonders for my life. My life is wonderful. I'm blessed by God. Because God is doing wonders in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 14, verse 3. This is just an introduction. I just want you to get used to the idea that God does wonders. Exodus 14 verse 3 it says long time therefore let's say Exodus Acts 14 verse 3 Acts 14 verse 3 long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the name of the Lord which gave testimony to the word of his grace 
and granted that signs and wonders to be done by their hands. And notice that it doesn't say healings. Signs and wonders. It can, in every category, a sign and a wonder. A sign and a wonder. Look, the, the God we believe in, eh? the God we believe in is glorious in holiness. He is fearful in praises. Doing wonder. Our, the God that we believe in, in our, in our book, there is a whale which swallowed a man and the man stayed inside the whale for three days. That, that's the God that we believe. If you don't like, you should resign. Bring your letter and sign. I'm out of here. The God we are serving, there was a whale, there was a man, the man went into the whale, eh? and he stayed for three days inside the whale, doing what? Wonders. And he came out after three days, and he went to preach. That's the God that we believe in. Doing wonders. The God that we believe in, he called for locusts, Bees, wasps, frogs, lice, I mean every kind of plague, including turning the waters of the river Nile into blood and then crossing the Red Sea. Eh? If you don't want to believe in these type of things, I just ask you to please resign now. Tell your neighbor, are you resigning? Bring your paper. You can sign on your phone and just walk out. That's the God we believe in. The God we believe in, Jesus ascended from the Mount of Olives into heaven. And the angels appeared and said, what? This Lord who went up is going to come down right here. That's why the Mount of Olives is important to us. He's going to come right down to the Mount of Olives and stand there. Yeah. We believe it. The God we believe in, his son is called Jesus. He came to this world. He preached and he did wonders. There was no day without wonders. Signs and wonders. And he didn't bother with people who don't believe. He walked on the water for four kilometers. Four kilometers. Did you know that it was that long? If you read, uh, I forget where it's in Luke somewhere, Matthew, Mark, how many fellows? And it, it's about four kilometers. Yeah. He walked on the water. Not like he just stood on it and he said, hey, okay, then I'll go down. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, on the fourth watch, he went unto them walking on the sea, continue. It gives the distance. Fairlongs, something fairlongs. Yeah. 30 fairlongs. Yes. 20. So when they had rode about 20, 25 or 30 fairlongs, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh to the ship. So they had crossed the water 20 or 30 fairlongs. Now, Fellows, eight fellows is one mile. Thirty fellows is six kilometers. Yes. How many miles is it? 
Yeah, eight furlongs is one mile. 3.75 miles. Jesus walked on the water for 3.75 miles. Huh? You don't believe that? Go home now, please. Go home. You don't believe? Go home. Wonders. Did you hear me? I said wonders. He rebuked the storms. And they were silenced. He walked on the water. He raised the dead. Somebody who had been buried for four days. Ah, today is what? Sunday. Let's say we go to Osu Cemetery and we ask for anyone who was buried on Tuesday or anybody who was buried last week. Where are they buried? And we go to the grave. Say, open it up. Was he buried on Tuesday? Then you open it up. And you ask him, come out. Charlie, that's serious. That's heavy, heavy. That's the God we serve. And so God wants to apply small of that kind of power and small of that kind of wonder into your boring life. Amen. How many want to start receiving some of the wonders of God in your life? Amen. Amen. So I'm going to show you entry points through which these wonders can start to work in your life. Amen. Entry point number one, speaking in tongues. Oh yes. Speaking in tongues. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. Speaking in tongues. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Think about it mysteries. Mysteries. Speaking in a, look at me speaking now. Lola Makata Meloro, Lumanila Lamande Ketele Balobali Bolabadalemana. I'm speaking in a language. The other day, some people started putting my tongues on Google, uh, Google Translate. Is it Google Translate or what? Yeah. And they started coming up with all kinds of languages. Huh? Chizabando. It means what? I'm knocking. I'm knocking. In which language? Spanish. Oh, really? So, I was actually surprised that the tongues were different languages and they had meanings. But it's a mystery. And it's something wonderful. It's like it's the first sign of something supernatural or unusual about you. You see, Many great people who we've heard of, right, had something supernatural around them when they were born. Kenneth Hagin, when he was a child, you know, it was like he, they, didn't, he, they didn't want him to be born. He was a sickly child. And when he was born, he, he was so sick that they thought he was going to die. Every doctor who came just said, look, you're going to die. So these are the scriptures for death and so on and they gave him the scriptures for death right (laughs) but his mother would pray 
And there were some supernatural things that happened around the life of Kenneth Hagin. Okay? Something supernatural. William Braham, like, he, when he was born, there was also something. And then there was this experience he had, and there was this light that appeared. If you go to the Korean Museum in Mampong, you'll see all those things. There was the light and various unusual things. And, I, and, and some of you, is there anything that happened when you were born? We've not heard of anything unusual, isn't it? The lights went off. <laughs> we can't see any particular wonderful event, but I am trying to show you. So the first sign of something supernatural in your life you are speaking in a tongue in a language that no one understands so even if there has been nothing unusual when you were born at least today there is something supernatural about you that you are speaking in an unknown tongue and praying in the spirit in an unknown tongue and everybody let me tell you pray a lot in the spirit. You see, there are many things that are surprises. Do you see? That you cannot have any idea that it, 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 it can happen. The day they, they came to knock on my door and told me that my son was dead. I was praying. I was praying when they, I was been praying for some time. You, you can't even know, you, you don't even, you can't even know things that exist that can happen or are going to happen, or what, what it is. So, so praying in tongues is something that is, I mean, is, you see, the Bible says we know not what to pray for as we ought to. One day a lady uh, woke up in the middle of the night and she said, the Holy Spirit said to her, pray for Benny Hinn. Pray for Benny Hinn. Do you know where Benny Hinn was? Benny Hinn was in a plane in a private jet and the pilot had just announced to them that the fuel, I don't know how come the fuel could get finished but the, the petrol was finished in the plane oh yes Benin has been in a real plane crash before and he said the plane started to come down and he was in the plane eh? A plane which is now falling to the ground. And the plane landed. The, the pilot was able to land the plane in a farm, in a field. The plane, I mean, the whole plane crashed, broke open, and all kinds of things happened. The pilot said he went, went, he was not touched. He went to the pilot. The pilot's eye had come out. They were, they were inside the plane. His wife's leg was broken. All kinds of things. But somebody woke up in the night and said, pray for Benihim. But I don't know what it's about. So praying in the spirit and praying tongues, do you see, is a way of praying that God helps us to pray of mostly things we don't know. If you think you know everything, Elijah said, Something is happening and the Lord has hidden it from me. The Lord has hidden it from me. What shall I do? 
Yes. That's Elijah. Jesus was there when the disciples came to inform him that John the Baptist has been beheaded. And as soon as they informed him, he told his disciples, let's go. He wanted to just go away. So he said, let's go back uh, to the wilderness a bit to go and pray. And that is where a whole lot of people also followed him. But that was his response. It was like because they were disturbed by it because he knew John the Baptist, John the Baptist is his cousin. You think he will not know John the Baptist is his cousin? When their mothers are related, he will know. He knew him. Jesus must have known John the Baptist. Even growing up when they had family meetings. The, the mothers will go with their children. What do you think? Yes. So when they came to inform Jesus, he was disturbed. Look at it. And when Jesus heard of it, verse 12, go to verse 12 first. Verse 12 first. Yeah. And the disciples came, 11, brother, and they sent and beheaded John in the prison. And then, verse 11, the head was brought in a charger. Okay? From this woman. And then his disciples came and took the body and buried it and went and told Jesus after the funeral. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence to a place apart. But the people followed him on foot out of the cities. So the first supernatural part of you is your prayer. So I can't even imagine you praying and not praying in tongues. You must have missed the point. Can you imagine going to see somebody and then you didn't tell the person what you wanted to tell. And you go out. It has happened to me before. I went to see somebody. I had a long appointment. I finished. When I finished, and I was down the road. I remember something that I didn't ask. I came back. Went to the elevator. Found that place. And no, I'm going back. I need to see the person. There was something I forgot to tell you. <laughs> so you pray and you miss the point. And God is saying to you today, look introduce a supernatural element to your life eh, by praying in tongues and you see the tongues you are praying when you start praying it sounds like just the stammering is more than the speaking you know if you stammer so much what happens is that you don't say many of the things you would have said because you want to say I will baptize you on Thursday evening and after that I will come to your house in the morning and then I'll go. But when you get to I will it's taking most of the time. Then somebody maybe helps you baptize you. Okay, it's fine. And then we go on. So you didn't say most of the things. And when you get you get filled with the spirit, you start speaking it But as you keep praying more. You see, the river, Bible says, out, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the tongues that are flowing, but you see, when it starts flowing, the original speaking in tongues, is the beginning of the river, and it's very small. But as it flows, 
it gets wider and stronger and bigger and that's why when you hear a mature person is somebody who is praying in the spirit praying with his prayer language you see that the tongues even sound different Oh yes. Everybody begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in tongues. So if you can't pray in tongues, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. And Matoma Randa Lama Something supernatural needs to work in your life. Amen. Are you listening to me? What I'm trying to tell you is that God wants to bring a supernatural element into your life. So many forces are working. When you are young, you have so much sexual power that is urging you. Urging. How many feel urges? Raise your hand if you feel, I don't want to. Look at such a power moving you. Before you realize you are going to the left. Why don't you rise up and pray to edify your spirit and introduce some supernatural element into your life? How can you just be at the mercy of your sexual edges? Today you go to the left, tomorrow you go to the right. By the age of 31, you see that you have children with different people. Seven broken hearts and about a number of children and different things with curses following you. Because some of the girls you interact with, they don't recover after you. And you were so nice and gentle with them and so caring and so loving that they don't know anybody else and they can't love anybody else. Yes, so you've spoiled their lives. Yes. Huh? You've spoiled somebody's life. Let me, let me come down. <laughs> I want to talk about spoiling of lives. <laughs> no, no, sit down. Look at Isaiah 33. I want to show you. I hope I'm in the right church. Isaiah 33. Woe to thee that spoilest. You who are spoiling people's lives. Woe to thee that spoilest. And that was not spoiled. It's like your life was not spoiled, but you spoiled somebody's life. And woe to you that dealeth treacherously. And they dealt not treacherously with thee. Listen. When thou shalt cease to spoil. When you stop spoiling people's lives. Then thou. And when thou shalt make an end. When thou shalt cease to spoil. Then shalt thou be spoiled. Oh yes. You you, you, you've you, you, you spoiled somebody's heart that now the heart doesn't beat normally again. Oh, it's true. Tell you, girls are very tender. Girls are very, very tender. Some of them, when you touch them, it's like you spoiled the person. You spoiled the person. The person is not normal after you. Some are hard. 
don't know, some girls are practical. They say, oh, nonsense, a foolish boy. I just move on with my life. But some are not so practical. Some of them, you see, they, they, are, they are affected continuously. Yes. And they don't, they, 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 they can't recover. Woe to thee that spoilest. And thou was not spoiled. And you see, some of you, you are automatically spoiling. When you see a girl, so I'll spoil you, you see, come. And you start spoiling girls. That's a power that is working in you. That's why I'm saying, pray in tongues so that another power, another supernatural element starts to override, overturn, and overpower that power in you. Yes, otherwise you'll just be natural. Yes. I, I hope I'm not in the wrong, uh, the wrong center. I don't know which center this is. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, supernatural prayer. How many of you were not able to join flow prayer meeting? You weren't able to join this week. Hmm. Then you wake up with erections and start moving through the world without praying. Entry point number two. <laughs> oh, yes. Start going around to spoil the world. Supernatural elements entering your finances by giving. So, speaking in tongues is just like giving. Speaking in tongues, because giving is not natural and it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to give what you need. Yes. You need 200. And you are going to give 50. Now you're going to have 150. And you can't do what you need to do anymore. It doesn't make sense. But it introduces a supernatural power into your finances. Because Jesus said, it's a promise. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words... That I've spoken, they will never pass away. My words. Heaven and earth, not a jot, not a tittle of my word will ever pass away. And what he said, give, you give. Become a giver. I tell you, whether you are in this church or you are in another church or you are anywhere, I want you to learn to be a giver. Because it introduces a supernatural element into your life. Yes. Recently, I was in England with um, some of my bishops. And a, a beggar came. There are a lot of beggars in England. A beggar came round begging and explaining I think she was begging on the train. Was it on the train? Yes. And I noticed, was it it with you guys? I think some of you, the the younger bishops, yeah. And I noticed that several of the people that were with me took something to give to this lady who was begging. And I 
thought to myself, it's a good thing. They have learned to give. Because you, you see, when you come from Africa and you see somebody in England begging, your first line is that you are not a real beggar. <laughs> you are not a real beggar. You don't know what poverty is. We'll show you what is poverty. But something has to touch your heart. You know that, no. Poverty, eh, it is across the world. People are struggling everywhere. I was happy with that. When I see people uh, treating beggars and uh, poor people roughly and not caring about them, I I don't think they are doing the right thing. I think you should be careful. Everybody. Don't think, oh, he's rich, that's why he's giving the beggar. He's, oh, he has money. No. You have to know that it introduces there are so many promises he that gives to the poor lendeth to the Lord you are lending to the Lord and have you ever seen God not paying back when the Bible says he lendeth to the Lord he that hath pity on the poor lendeth to the Lord and that which he has given will he pay him again anybody who gives to the poor to do anything for poor people you are, you are donating to God. It's a loan to God. And God will not apply for hippic and say that he cannot pay you back. But he will pay you back, pay you back, pay you back, pay you back. Uh, he will appear to you in a time when you never thought something good will come to you. And he will bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. May your finances become supernatural from today in Jesus name amen number three entry point how many want things that brings to supernatural changes to happen in your life I believe it number three the third is the word the word of God yeah and last week I was showing you so many things in Psalm 119 verse 97 says oh how I love Thy law, O Lord. We have a song like that. They should, they should find a way of playing it. <sighs> Where is the play, the, the, the play man? Yeah. How I love thy law, O Lord. It is my meditation all the day. Ah, beautiful. Verse 98. And it says, Thou through thy commandments have made me wiser. Please, are you noticing the... Are you people... Are you here? Are, are those people part of the service? Or we should build a wall here and cut this side off. Thou through thy commandment has made me wiser than my enemies. Is it not supernatural to be wiser than your enemies? For they are ever with me. Huh? And then verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies are my meditation. More understanding. This is, this is unusual. Your teacher is teaching you and you have more understanding. When your teacher says, you say, no, teacher, you are trying to save that this and that. 
And teacher, you see, you have to know that this case is better than this. We use this and this is better than that. Wow. And your teacher is stunned and he's, you know, it's like uh, somebody in Ghana who learned French. He, he He learned French in school. And he's teaching somebody who grew up in France. You know, he's teaching him French. Like he's become a French teacher by doing O level, A level, and then you go to university and then you become a French teacher. And you are teaching somebody who grew up in France and speaks French, French. They are speaking it. And you are coming with your digital French. It's a special. You get it? Oh, yes. Receive more, uh, receive more understanding than all your teachers. So this is how to become unusual. It's how to become unusual. Many years ago, for the first time, I went to South Africa. And there was a delegation waiting to receive me. When I arrived, I said hello to them. I nodded. They also nodded at me and I passed. And then they were standing there waiting. They were waiting for the bishop. Do you see? But they didn't know it was me. I was the one they were waiting. So I passed. I mean, I greeted them. They knew that I was part of the people coming from Ghana. But they didn't know me. So when they said, hello, hello, hello. So then they, were, they thought maybe he was coming behind. So they said, ah, we didn't know you were so young. But we have been listening to you. And you know, those days the internet wasn't like how it is today. So we thought it was a much older person. Oh, yes. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Because thy testimonies are my meditation. Yes. One day I was with, um, on a flight with a minister of finance from another country, not now, many, many years ago, with a minister. And I was talking with him at a point. He asked me, how old are you? Okay. And he wanted to know that, where do I get the understanding that I have? He asked, how old are you? We spoke on the plane, the air hostess, it was KLM flight. Air hostess came and asked us to be quiet. So I said, good night to the minister. Oh, Yes. Sing that part for me. Come on, let's go. Let's roll the song. Come 
of the best. That is the strength of what we are dealing with. All my books is the word. Yeah, I don't have any other, what do you call it? Teaching, apart from the word. So once you start to obey the word, your life becomes supernatural. Yes. 
If you like, don't obey the word. Just go normally. One day I spoke to a lady. She was in uh, America. She told me I'm, I'm uh, what is it, modern woman of, I don't know whether woman of the 90s or she's she, modern. I spoke about fornication. She said, fornication is not something. It's, the Bible is outdated. She told me. Bible is outdated. When she was at Volta Hall and living in fornication, her mind was that the Bible is not relevant for today. She died a few years ago. Oh, yes. But I always remember her. It was like this, this thing you are talking about, it's, it's, not, it's not relevant for her. She would never come to church. She never stepped in church. She never listened. She said it's outdated, it's whatever. When her heart was broken from a man, and continue to be broken by other men. That's when you see whether the Bible is outdated or not. Hmm. You know, many times when I'm about to go out, if I'm about to go, if I've not read the Bible, I'm afraid. I said, No, I have to read my Bible. Because of Joshua 1 8 and 9. That you should meditate in the word if you want to have good success for a day. Oh, yes, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night so that you observe to do according to all that is written. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Underline that part. You shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. So if you want, I've had it from my, since I was in secondary school, you want to have a successful day. You want to have a successful day. You must meditate on the word of God before you go out. I mean, this is a rule I've lived by. I don't say it often, but it's a rule that I live by. You must read the Bible and meditate on something before you go out. Otherwise, you may not have a successful day. That's, that's what I, I learned it from SU. NBNB, no Bible, no breakfast. NBNB, no Bible, no breakfast. No Bible, no breakfast. How does this word of God make you have a supernatural and successful day? I don't know. Don't ask me to explain things. Do you understand how your mobile phone works? So don't explain. You don't know. Why do you want to know how this one too works? It just works. I said it just, it adds a supernatural element to your day, to your week, to your year. Meditate on the word. But rather, you take your phone. How many realize that the first thing you take is your phone in the morning? You take your phone in the morning. Father, I pray for lightnings upon phones that are taken as the first thing that people are taking to check WhatsApp. Let lightning strike those phones. In the name of Jesus. Should I say amen? When I say amen, that is it. I shouldn't say amen. Everybody say NBNB. No Bible. No breakfast. Amen. I mean, you see people eating fufu for breakfast, yam for breakfast, kenke, beans. I mean, heavy as if they are laborers on a, a construction site. And you see them struggling with a heavy meal, but you not read your Bible. Oh, wow. And that has affected me up till today because 
it has affected my eating of breakfast. Whenever I eat breakfast, I'm like, I feel I'm having pleasure. Because I'm always like, the, the food, the Bible time will take away from the breakfast time. Yeah. Anytime I'm having like breakfast or whatever, I feel I'm like maybe I'm on a holiday. Because the Bible time has taken away the substantial and the good time that you have for breakfast. Yeah. Ask your neighbor, are you in the right place or are you in the wrong place? Are you in the right place? Beautiful. Okay, now the very last point for today is that is going to introduce, we'll continue at revival tonight. The very last point that is going to introduce something supernatural, okay, is being led by the Spirit. Oh, yes. Being led by the Spirit. Led by the Romans 8:14. When you are led by the Spirit, you become a son of God. Wow. Now, in most countries, I don't know of anything like that in our country, but in most countries, the king's son, let's use the king, the king's son, or the queen's son, Bahamas will not be a normal person. How many agree with me? Mm, the king's son. Who are the queen's sons? Our current queen. She's also our queen, isn't she? Sort of. At least we were once there, isn't it? Come on, well, she's our queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who are her sons? Prince Charles. Is he an ordinary person? Is he just like, I mean, Charles Toronto, who is uh, sitting on the street there? is a very unusual person. It's almost, it's, as you say, super, super normal. You know, my mother told me years ago, she said the royal family, they don't carry money. Like, the, you are the king, you've got some pounds, you bring out and you'll be, you, you don't count money. Oh, yes. Who else is her her, her son? Prince Andrew. Any other sons? Edward. Are Are they normal people? These are people who own palaces. When you go to England... You will see certain buildings, they've written a crown estate. It belongs to the crown. Many of the important streets, all the buildings, the, everything is for the crown. They pay rent to the crown. If you like, don't pay. <laughs> now, God has a special promise for us. He said there, eh, as many as are led, by the spirit of God they are or they will become or they will transform into the sons of God that's a special thing do you think son of God is greater than son of the queen Uh how many want to have a supernatural life 
Then this is the master key. As many as are led, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have to be led by the Spirit. So that's all that I want to share with you. And that is that God must lead you. God must lead you. Don't just say, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. What what decision are you taking for your life? So I'm going to think about it. Or my friend said. Or I'm going to consult the stars. Taurus and what? Scorpio. You are going to check what Scorpio says. Orion, the Bazarot. Or my old school. Or you read philosophers. Philosophers like who? Aristotle. Plato. And who else? There are modern philosophers. Yes. Crazy people. All sorts of crazy ideas. And you are consulting that. Or you're just going to talk to your uncle. Or one of your friends. Because sometimes among friends, we have a dominating friend. How many realize that there's a friend who talks more and seems to know everything amongst your friends? How many have a friend like that? He knows everything. You know, give me some volume up here. Listen, you know, when I was in medical school, I'll tell you something that happened. I went to, you know, I was just walking around on the campus. You know what? Then I stumbled into the chemistry lab chemistry lab it was when I got there I had the shock of my life yeah my classmate eh? not my senior my classmate right my (laughs) co-equal he was giving a lecture to my own classmates with chalk he was explaining and they were all sitting there humbly like sheep. And he was, lect- he was giving them notes, lectures. He was te- we all come to first year and he was teaching us. When I saw I was afraid, I tell myself, no, I'm lost. Because I didn't understand what he was doing. I didn't understand what they were teaching. The things he was teaching to, they were very difficult. And I also couldn't understand it. So I wanted to attend the class immediately. But we all have friends like that. And sometimes in life... When you need to know what to do, you always ask such a friend, isn't it? And you, when the person speaks very loudly, so yeah, that's the decision you take. Like if you find a girl and you are wondering, Charlie, if fine or you no know fine, you go and see her, him. Charlie, if fine or you no know fine, so you no know fine, no fine. And and suddenly you've taken a decision. But that does not make you a son of God. If you rather learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit, do you see, it will change your status. I'm telling you, it will change your status. Most of what I am doing in the work of God and in the ministry is from being led by the Spirit. Oh, yes. I remember the day the Lord said to me, start a church. I was afraid. I discussed with Bishop Saki. I said, look, we're going to start a church. Bishop Saki advised me, let us rather start it at Insawam so that in case people don't come, we will not be embarrassed. 
but I strengthened myself and said, we started right here. So we started it right there. And gradually it worked. Oh, yes. Yes. And today, today, that's it. So it's supernatural. It's unusual for a man to get up and start a church. That it works. It's unusual. That a son of God is always a prince. Andrew is unusual. Prince Charles is unusual. Prince Edward, any other of the princes. Even when they are babies, they are are richer than you will ever be. No matter how hard you work, you are never going to make it to this little boy's level. True or not true? Oh, yes. Yes. No matter. When the Lord told me, write a book. Write a book? Me? Write a book? Why? Who will ever read my book? That's what I thought. Who will ever read my book? I'll tell you, that's the number one thought in my head. Who would ever read a book that I wrote? And I started to write. I got somebody to help. I got another person to help. I'm writing, writing. At first, when I wrote, I didn't know. You know, at first, there was nothing to write. Nothing much to write. I mean, I was writing, I wrote the message. So, because the words were not enough, I increased the font size. And then I increased the space. That's how I come, I know the spaces and all those things. Hey! So that the pages will become a lot and it become a book. Wow. But the Holy Spirit told me, write a book. But I did it as led by the Spirit. Not led by what people think. And the Lord said to me, start a church in London. I said, London? How would I start a church? It's pride. It's pride to start a church in London. You are proud. Somebody already has a church in London. You are too proud. What are these proud thoughts? But I went ahead and started a church in London. Lord told me to start a church in Nigeria. I started a church in Nigeria. He told me who to send to Nigeria. As many as are led by the Spirit... Uh, you change, you become not a normal citizen, you become sort of supernatural, like you become like prince, this prince, that prince, that. That's what changes your life. Otherwise, you just be a normal person. You just be normal. But as soon as the spirit starts to leave you, uh, things change and go supernaturally. But if the spirit doesn't leave you, just go by ideas, what people think, what somebody says, what this philosopher said, what your friend said, and what my friend, like the friend who is dominates, who can teach you the same class, the alpha what? Alpha male. Alpha male. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't know there's a name for that. Alpha male. If as soon as that happens, you are not, your life will not go above normal. So your life will be supernatural. Look at the scripture, please. I didn't invent the fact. Do, are you, you, you don't understand what I'm talking about, right? Am I, am I, am I at the right place? I don't think... I don't think you are getting what I'm talking about. Put the scripture there. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they, those people who are led by the Spirit of God, they become sons of God or like sons of the King or they become something above normal. A man comes to you and proposes and the Holy Spirit says, No. Don't follow him. Oh, but Lord, this one is too nice. Boys, 
you must know that the girls really like you. Oh, yes. And the girls will discuss, oh, this one is nice. This one is not nice. This one has a future. But what does the Holy Spirit say? You didn't even pray about it. You didn't even pray about it. When he proposed, he said, yes, 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 yes. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm so happy. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Okay, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Don't follow the natural course per se. The Holy Spirit may tell you to do what is natural, but he may also lead you to do something, I don't know, a little different or whatever, but let him lead you. Oh, yes. Today, I've published over 40 million books. That's a lot of books, eh? That's a lot of books. Amazing. And I can remember it's very clearly when the Lord said, write the books. I said, no, nobody will, nobody will ever read this book. But the Lord has done it. And everything else, I always remember Kenneth Hagin saying these same words. He said, everything we are doing was came by being led by the Spirit. That's what Kenneth Hagin said. He said, everything you see, it came from being led by the Spirit. One day, a man came to Kenneth Hagin and said to him, I'm going to take your tapes and those days we listen to tapes I'll make a machine and publish, multiply them, sell them and do it. In the night an angel appeared to him and the angel said, the Lord appeared and the angel said that do not let the man, the businessman who came to, to who said he was going to produce your tapes, don't allow him to do it. They will destroy the ministry in the end and they will make it into something else. And he said he, would do, he should do something else. And so he had to say no to the people. And through his obedience, we all started to listen to Kenneth Hagin tapes. I listened to Kenneth Hagin tapes. He was 63 years old when I first heard of him. Kenneth Hagin was 63 years old when I first heard of Kenneth Hagin. Amazing, isn't it? He bore fruit to his old age. Yeah, you'll be bearing fruit too. As you follow the spirit of the Lord. Stand to your feet everyone. Oh yes. Hands in the air. Tell God. Lord I want to follow your spirit. I don't want to just follow advice or advisors. I want to follow your spirit. I want you to lead me, help me to follow you, to serve you all the days of my life. As many as are led by the spirit, they become supernormal, supernatural. Oh, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Doing wonders is happening in your life. Begin to follow what the Holy Spirit tells you. Follow what he says and your life will go in the best direction and you become a supernatural person in his presence. You are destined to have a supernatural, there's some, receive that supernatural edge 
for your life just that little extra that little extra for your life as you serve him as you follow Jesus as you follow Jesus receive the grace and the grace to be obedient to follow Jesus and to be one who hears him and follows him father thank you thank you for every hand that is lifted up I pray for all your children so today as we are gathered in your presence thank you thank you my father thank you for making your children's life to go on a higher route Lord something supernatural oh we give you praise and we give you thanks for your great blessing just lift your hand and give thanks to the Lord oh father thanks thanks Amelia Mando Santala Makabarandala Oh, we love you, Father. We praise you. We thank you. We honor you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many believe that your life is going in a supernatural way? I see in the realm of the Spirit, many of us here being led by the Lord, by angels, by supernatural events, by circumstances that even the Lord himself has ordained doors are closed there are some people here doors I see it in the spirit doors have closed and you are wondering is this God and the Lord is saying yes I close the door I want you to go by another door I'll open another door for you receive the door opening doors for your life there are some here you see a door wide open the door is bigger than normal but it's not a door from the Lord and the Lord is showing you a better way, a higher way that is going to lead to a blessing. Receive that now in the name of Jesus. The Lord Jesus bless you and the Lord Jesus guide you. Oh, by the sweet, gentle voice of the Spirit in your heart. For he shall give you peace where there's no peace. He shall stabilize your heart where there's no stability. The Lord himself stabilize you and give you peace. Even where there doesn't seem to be peace. It is called the peace that passes all understanding. Father, thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. Pastor, I heard you preaching today. And I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, you want to be born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand. Just stand at the same place, but raise your hand like this. Pastor, I want to be born again. I don't know what it even means to be born again, but I want to give my life to God. And I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift your hand up like this. Don't move, but just lift your hand up high like this. I see all your hands. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Your hand should be up like this. God bless you. Now, if your hand is up, come with your hand lifted up. Come to me. In one minute, you must be in front here. I'm giving you 45 seconds to stand here. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Come, my dear. Come this way. Come. Come all the way. With your hand lifted up. Come with your... Come on. Jesus is calling. His grace will be.
head by listen then there are some people here you are not born again what do i mean by that if you die this week you will not go to heaven because your name is not in the book of life i'm going to pray with you again if you are here please take what i'm saying seriously i'm speaking as a prophet if you die this week you don't know and you are not sure I want to give you a chance if you are not sure you want to give your life to God wherever you are standing lift your hand and come now and join these people I'm just going to pray with you and we are closing lift your hand right now you are not sure you are not a born-again Christian don't even know what it means but you want to give your life to Jesus don't take what I'm saying lightly just get up and come now right now come come clap for them and encourage them as they come God bless you and let's all join say Jesus please forgive me let everyone join please say Jesus please forgive me for my sins I give my heart and I give my life to Jesus Christ please write my name in the book of life I am sorry for all my sins have mercy on me have mercy on me please receive me as your child from today, I will serve you. I will follow you. I will obey you. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Look at our pastor, Pastor Gideon. He's lifted the hand thing there. I want you to just go with him right now. He's going to tell you a message from me. Just follow him right now. God bless you. Follow Pastor Gideon. You may be seated. Take your Holy Communion. Oh, yes. Healing today. Father, thank you for healing for everyone. This is my body. Take each. This is my body, which was broken for you. Oh, yes. Drink. This is my blood. This is my blood, which was shed for you. Oh yes. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless, it's the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break. Oh, this is the holy meal. It is the meal of God. Mm. As you receive the body, may you receive your healing. And may you receive your blessing from Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ.
And now, take the cup as you receive this blood. May your sins and your mistakes be washed away. Be healed, be forgiven, be cleansed through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. you are walking that you are lost you are lost may the Lord find you and may the Lord bless you with his guiding light now I see somebody in a desert a desert of dryness nothing is working nothing is working but now I hear the sound of water Water flowing in your direction. Water to refresh you. Water to water your life. To water your fields. To water everything that concerns you. May the Lord water you. May the Lord bless you. And now I see a light shining in your dark way. A Lord giving you a light. A light of encouragement. A light of direction light of information, light of revelation. Receive light from the Lord. May the Lord make his face shine on you and bless you abundantly. May the Lord help every little one here standing in this place. Remember you and lift you up according to his mercies and his kindness towards your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ who was sent into this world to bless the world and to be a blessing. Bless you, bless your heart, bless your life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.